Bam 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 Welcome back, everyone, to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Misty. That's Lisa. We're doing this. This is not a full book review. If you're confused, we release twice a week. Full Frontal Fridays are a full book review where we read and review and share with you the popular points of a self-help book or the points of a popular self-help book. And you can you can read the book if you love what you're hearing. And if not, we saved you time. Good, 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 good. We get it. You're welcome. But the second episode we release every week, which technically precedes the first episode, (laughs) is on Tuesdays. Thank you. It is the weekly beef. And this is our supplemental time. Lisa's still laughing. She's dying. Just You guys missed her realization of that. We are. We're. She saw it on my face. I'm an open book. She's like, Um, the second episode, which is actually the the first first Tuesdays, uh, we check in on homework from the books because we like to walk the walk. We are not trying to just talk the talk at you. Thank you very much. But it's called The Weekly Beef. We supplement uh, our knowledge of self-help with trivia, thought-provoking questions. Lisa likes to read articles to us. It's amazing. We have special guests. So that's what's happening. So, Lisa, I assigned you homework from Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. A lot of peas. A lot of peas. The um, power and and passion of of perseverance. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and your homework was to mm-hmm. practice deliberate yep. practice. Yep. Yep. This yep. really tedious, rigorous, deliberate way of getting better at a skill. Yeah. What did you do? Also, for me, I feel like deliberate practice is uh, just a little bit outside your comfort zone. It is. It's it's a stretch goal. Yeah. So you're trying to practice something that you don't yet have the skill to do. Right. You're just right? not kind of like re- you're not just going like, you know. oh, I I know how to do a pirouette perfectly. I'm going to do 100 pirouettes. Right. Like, no, you're I'm like, do I don't know how to do a backflip. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a ballerina trying to do a backflip. Mm-hmm. So um, at the uh, acting school that I study at, we actually engage in deliberate practice. Yes. So when we're acting, someone's on the couch Socratically coaching us and just constantly throwing us different ideas. And like, yes. we have to pivot on a dime all the time. Um, and so what uh so anytime that I coach or rehearse um, or work on a script, it's really, really fun. So I actually had an audition that I had to put on tape and I had my friend, uh, a couple of friends coach me on it once Great. in preparation and once while taping. And just the way that they're constantly throwing out ideas um, and having to immediately take those in and and you know, kind of spit out the the interpretation of right. that is deliberate practice because it's not at all what you think it's going to be when they when they coach you on something. You have to kind of like make a ninety degree turn. And they might be giving you tiny stretch goals in the middle of the yeah, because you goal. walk in and you're like, I think I know what this is, and they're like, Yeah, I think it might be this, and you're like, Right, that's but right. What great practice for being directed on set in the moment. It's when my you're favorite. Paid. It's the absolute reason why I still study there. Great, yeah, great. It's, it's fantastic. I love great. it. Great. So how was it? Great. I did a great tape. I, and the best part about that is, is so like I had had a 14 hour day by the uh-huh. time I got to taping. Yeah. So like my call time on set was eight. So that meant I had to get up at 630. So I could leave by like 725. So I got to yeah. set at eight. We got released at like 830 wow. p.m. So by the time I got home at nine, I fed the dogs. I changed and then I got over to um, the school where I could tape. And oh, then, that is a long day. And then at 10 o'clock, we got in the room by 1010 or 1005. And then we were taping and then we were done by like 1015. And then I had to come home and edit and upload it. And like, yeah. Wow. So that was a long day. But because of that training, like when when I went in the room and we did something different, 
I was able to do it. You could execute right there, which is why you had a five-minute taping and not a 35-minute taping. That's right. And then because we were able to do two completely different things, I sent two totally different takes, which I'm super happy about. So then the casting director can show whatever they love. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. So it was a really positive experience for you. Yeah. I I love deliberate practice. Yeah. For me, if I'm doing the same thing, I'm very bored and I don't enjoy it. I fucking hate deliberate practice, but I find it's the most useful. Yeah. I mean, I guess— like when it's physical deliberate practice, like when I was a swimmer, that was tough. Like at 5 a.m. getting yeah. in that cold pool is not Well, fun. me just drilling scene work over and over, which I mentioned on that episode, yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't like that part of writing. But I but I do find I get so much faster when I'm breaking story. I get so much faster when I go to write a scene. See, I get into flow more. I haven't enjoyed that part of deliberate practice enough where I've seen the results. Got it. Yeah, I just Got write it. intuitively. I'm not as good. I love it. Are you ready for your Je Provoque? Oh, Lisa has a provocation for me, a thought-provoking question that I have never heard before. What's the difference between pleasure and happiness? Her face. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love this question. I I know. That's why I asked you, Misty, what's the difference between pleasure and happiness? Pleasure and happiness. Pleasure and happiness. Okay. Wow. We almost harmonized. Then we I didn't. gave her time there. Um, I, you really did, and I didn't because I was so engaged by your Pleasure body. <laughs> Stop and it. Happiness. I wish you all could have seen Lisa's body language and the cute things she was doing with her arms. Okay. So for me, pleasure almost elicits the illicit. Like, it's sort of like that piece of chocolate cake. Doinkin'. No, but really, like, things that maybe are a little bit forbidden, like that piece of chocolate cake you're not supposed to be having or being bad or eating it or, like, or something, like, really of the senses or in the body. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I think about, like, Something really pleasurable is like a massage okay. or a really good meal, like a bite of a really good meal Great. or something physical. Like so what's a happiness? Kiss. Um, happiness feel so pleasure feels more like an experience okay. and happiness to me, I guess, feels more like a state. A state of being. Okay. A state of being, I guess. But Great. like if I could find true happiness for more than an hour, I'd be shocked. Well, you might notice that I'm holding in my hot little hands. Oh, she's smugly holding in her hot little hands. A page from the Bottom Line Personal Magazine. An article. An article. Thank you. I've ripped out a page. It says, don't be a pleasure junkie. Find the secret to true happiness. Great. By Robert H. Lustig, H. Uh, MD, MSL, from the University of California, San Francisco. He is a professor emeritus of pediatric endocrinology and a member of the Institute for Health Policy Studies at the University of California, San Francisco, and chief science officer of Eat Real, dedicated to uh, reversing childhood obesity and type 2 diabetes. He's the author of The Hacking of the American Mind, the science behind corporate takeover of our bodies and brains. Oh, my God. You can visit him at robertlustig.com. Whoa, whoa. It says, your new iPhone makes you happy. Reconnecting on social media with everyone you've ever met makes you happy. Binge watching the latest Netflix series makes you happy. Guess what? You're not happy. You're addicted to pleasure. Yeah. You've been hacked and we're not talking email or bank accounts. Your mind has been hacked by a science engineer to stimulate your pleasure cravings. Like any addict, the cycle of chasing pleasurable moments is a no-win game that leaves people perennially unsatisfied, continuing 
continually chasing the next fix, unhappier than before. Break yourself free. Please. Pleasure is not the same as happiness. Pleasure is the fleeting feeling of enjoyment or gratification we get when the reward center deep in the brain is activated. Mm. We derive pleasure from eating a good meal, yeah. watching a sport, our sports team, sports team win, our sports team won Thank the game, you. or receiving a lot of likes on Facebook. Happiness, on the other hand, is a rich feeling of peace, calm, and contentment mm. that comes from things things such as a long conversation with your son or daughter. Ha- uh, that's it. That's the only thing that provides that. Okay. Oh, that's Thanks. it. Oh, yeah. I knew it. Happiness doesn't exist. How to spot the difference between pleasure and happiness. Great. Pleasure and rewards are short-lived. Yeah. So like the day after the Netflix series is over, you're searching for the next one. That's right. Or the second after you have posted an Instagram photo, you're, you're like, looking to see, yeah. um, happiness and contentment last longer. So like after okay. that good conversation, you were left with a nice feeling for, yeah, for maybe hours. Yeah, for like a few days. That's right. Yeah. Pleasure is visceral and exciting. It causes your blood pressure and heart rate to go up. Happiness is ethereal and calming. Your blood pressure and heart rate go down. Pleasure occurs when you get something, such as winning money at a casino or buying a new car. Happiness results from giving our time or Mm. giving money to others or a charity. Wow. Pleasure often is experienced alone, doinking, while happiness is likely experienced connected to others. Doinking. Yeah. Pleasure is often achieved. Doinking is the gray area. (laughs) Pleasure is often achieved with substances, caffeine, cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, sugar. But happiness is achieved with deeds or successes, such as watching a child graduate from college. Jesus, Richard, could I have a non-child example? Thank you. When Thank you, bottom line personal. Mm -hmm. When happiness and pleasure are combined, do we call it plappiness? Thank you. Or hezure. Hezure. I like plappiness. I like plappiness. Um, Well, the bottom line personal target market is definitely older than me and definitely has kids or grandkids. Great, great. Okay, so then he talks a little bit about how dopamine can hurt, right? Oh, shit. So um, the dopamine is that natural feel-good hormone, right? Um, and it's the same pathways that cause addiction to drugs. Oh, God. So thanks to an ever-increasing number of temptations online and offline, we have a near-constant stream of opportunities for reward, which hacks our brain psychology mm-hmm. and physiology. Mm-hmm. So a neurotransmitter is a chemical in the brain that, when released, causes other nerve cells to fire. And dopamine is an excitatory neurotransmitter that's released when we feel rewarded by something. And that's not bad, but too much of anything can be dangerous. So jumping from one clickbait online headline to another is too much stimulation, which can kill neurons. Absolutely. And next time it takes a bigger hit to get the same rush, just as with opioids and alcohol, the end point is addiction. It can. Oh, my God. Another impact of excessive dopamine release is not enough production of the calming hormone serotonin. So too little leads to depression. So the more pleasure you seek, the unhappier you become. I could not agree more. Yeah. Instagram always makes me feel miserable. It says the stress is the third ingredient at play. So to protect us from stressors such as injury or an important presentation, we produce cortisol, the fight or flight hormone. In small doses over the short term, this is helpful. But when it's chronic and it remains elevated for long periods, it causes dopamine dopamine to fire even more, increasing the cycle of reward-seeking behaviors. I thought epinephrine was the... 
fight or flight? Mm-mm. Or is it it's cortisol? I, I bet they're the com- a combined, okay. but cortisol okay. is the stress. Okay. So cortisol down regulates production of serotonin, adding to our unhappiness. Oh, so gosh. cortisol is in effect the anti-contentment hormone. Wow. So the net result of the cycle of hormone release and suppression caused by our nonstop personal pleasure seeking is harming our emotions. And he says, fortunately, pleasure addiction can be overcome if you're willing to fight back. Here's yeah. how. The four true C's of happiness. Oh. The four C's of true happiness. Thank you. Connect, contribute, cope, and cook. Great. Connect. Log off Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. Instead, make time every day to interact with friends and loved ones face-to-face, eye-to-eye in real life. Yes. Because physically being face-to-face increases empathy and produces serotonin. Yes. All right? Contribute. Give your time, your money, and yourself by volunteering, donating, and performing tasks that contribute to the, be- the greater good. Multiple studies show that contributing to others or society at large improves your feeling of self-worth, drives contentment, and boosts health by reducing your blood pressure, your heart rate, and stress levels. Um, and bonus, you're likely interacting face-to-face with others when you volunteer. Yeah, yeah. I put up my little yeah, hand like it was yeah, a secret. Yeah, Oh, you don't know about the solitary volunteer program? Oh, Let me tell you about it. okay. You don't look anyone in the eye. They drop you in the woods somewhere. You don't see anybody, and you just volunteer for a while. And oh, you walk I out. do that, but I just bury a body. Yeah. Uh, cope. This is all about self-care. You know the drill. Get enough sleep. Stop trying to multitask. Eat well. Focus on one thing at a time. Exercise regularly. Taking care of number one is the key to managing stress. Sleep deprivation and trying to multitask, as we know, from why we yes. sleep, drive cortisol and dopamine up and serotonin down. Yes. And research shows that attempting media multitasking, watching TV, surfing the web, texting and reading at the same time literally shrinks the brain in the area associated with executive function. Oh, the my The set of God. skills that help you get things done. I am on my phone while I watch TV all the time. I, I think because I listen to the TV rather than watch it. Yes. So I try to be very mindful Well, about it's interesting that. because it's this cycle where you experience a sort of atrophy of circuitry or whatever that looks like, and then you are unable to focus on things, and you really have to try for a while to build those circuits back up. What did you say? Just kidding. <laughs> Cook. Stop eating out and relying on processed foods. Use fresh ingredients to prepare food at home instead. And I yeah. will make a caveat that that is expensive and difficult. It's often cheaper to eat out. Um, oh, is it? Fast food expensive. is cheaper. Often. Oh, fast food. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's no secret that eating fast food and processed foods, as well as supersized restaurant meals, is a major culprit in the obesity crisis. I have some issues with that, but your food choices can make you happy or miserable too. Processed food is low in tryptophan, which is an amino acid that is a precursor to serotonin. Right. You want to make sure your body's getting all the things it needs to function correctly. Right. Got it. So processed food is also high in, pro- in sugar, which depletes serotonin, ramps up dopamine, and so so. so um, he says countless studies show these foods are addictive and unhealthy. There is also some social. Uh, uh, justice thinking around when you classify foods as good or bad, mm-hmm. that you create an inherent caste system and social economic yes. structure, structure Absolutely. in food. So Absolutely. the only food that's bad is food that is spoiled or rotten or has botulism for, Thank from you. some line of thinking. Right, right. The, the food that people can afford is food. It is nourishment. And while, yes, you may get more nourishment out of some food than others until we have equal access Thank to you. quality food yes. across the board. And fresh produce can be expensive. It is it expensive. Can. And it's and there are food deserts where people yeah. literally have no access to it. Yeah. So until we have that, I I kind of want to make the caveat that yeah. that's not a it's not a fair and equal statement. Anyway, yeah. that's the difference between pleasure and happiness and some some ways to kind of rebuild your that's really ability help. to Just take that pleasure. Awareness. That's really interesting. I'm going to try and stop being on my phone while I watch TV. That's I love that. And I I um have taken a 
break from checking Instagram mm-hmm. and I stopped wearing my Apple Watch, mm. which has really helped because I got, I was getting a million notifications from a million things. You know, again, just a break. I don't know if I'll go back to it, yeah. but I do find I'm able to focus more. Or maybe and, pare down the notifications that you allow on your watch. Totally. And I think something that's really exciting is that, and this, they didn't fully say this in the article, but if you sort of reset those pleasure centers, you're not getting them constantly all day long by checking Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever. It sounds like when you do have a pleasurable experience, it could be more intense mm-hmm. or you could enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. Bo- um, bottom line. Yeah. And oh, and let me know line. if there's anything that anybody's who's listening is doing that you're like, oh, no, this for sure brings me happiness yeah. and not pleasure. Yeah. And this is a great suggestion. I want those suggestions. Yeah. And if you just want to tell me what pleasure, how to pleasure myself, that's fine, too. That sounded weird. We're going to end with that. Everybody, life Life is is abundant. abundant. (laughs) Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. (laughs) Do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at G-H-Y podcast or check out our website gohelpyourselfpodcast.com and if you liked our podcast please subscribe rate and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show it's really the least you can do and why don't you tell all of your friends bye, bye.